Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Hannah Gropman, who is the assistant wine grower at Blue Farm in Sonoma, and I'm with her at her fantastic, charming Blue Farm home. Hannah, thank you so much for inviting me here. Thank you for having me. This is going to be great. You and I met a few months ago. I came for a tasting because I had heard all these great things about Blue Farm and had the fantastic pleasure of meeting you then, and we sparked up a good conversation. I was so intrigued by you, I had to do this podcast. <laughs> so now we're all going to learn everything Hana. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. You were born and raised in Sonoma. Yes. This is actually your childhood home. This is my childhood home. We moved here when I was three into this home. We were living more in the town of Sonoma, so now we're technically Carneros, but yeah. yeah well, just, in, just south of Sonoma. Exactly. Right? You basically grew up submerged in the wine industry. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, so it would almost seem inevitable that you would work in wine. However, what I found fascinating was that you went on and got a degree in communications. Yes. What was the thought process there? (laughs) So, yeah, it's funny. I mean, obviously, I grew up in wine and food. My dad has a restaurant in town and... So I've always loved being in Sonoma, and I don't know if I really thought if I would come back or not, but I didn't necessarily think I was going to get into wine, and there was one point where I was considering maybe studying viticulture at Cal Poly, and then I was like, ah, maybe that's too narrow, I might change my mind. So I've always been into writing, and more um, communication is just something that kind of made sense for me, and it kind of... It brought me back here, so it it was a good choice. Okay. Well, communications degree is very versatile. Yes. So so you've got that communications degree, and then you did decide to pursue viticulture. I did. I... And why? So I grew up doing a lot of outdoor education, so... um, I used to do like ropes course and rock climbing, and I was a counselor at these outdoor camps, and so I've always loved being outside. Um, Being outside has been really important to me, and when I was, I was working a more corporate job for a short stint, and I was in the cubicle, and I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I noticed that everyone around me is enjoying what they're doing, and I'm not, And so when I was kind of thinking about, like, what are other things I can do, I know I want to stay in California, it was really more like the lifestyle around wine of being able to, like, work with the seasons and be outside. That's, I think, why I gravitate more towards viticulture than enology. But um, I just love that my day-to-day is different. Like, before this interview, I was just – my mom and I were walking the vineyard because we just pruned and tied – 
And then after that, I was doing a beekeeping inspection, and we were opening up the hives, so I was just doing that, and I don't know, every day's a little different. I love it. Yeah. So before you came to Blue Farm, mm-hmm. you actually worked over at Hudson Farm. I did. Which I think <laughs> is fantastic, too. Yeah, it was great. So was that? <laughs> would you say that was your kind of first full-time job? In wine, yes. I had done a short... Uh, I was working with Scribe for a little bit, more in their hacienda, and then from there went to Hudson, and um, I really wanted to work on the viticulture side and do a full vineyard experience, and Kelly McLeod is awesome there, and she taught me so much, and so did Lily Cross, see, like, they both taught me so much, and Andreas, all of the team there is great. Um, and actually a fun kind of little story was that Miguel, who's one of the lead foremans at Hudson, he used to work at Buena Vista when my mom worked there. So he remembered me from when I was like a toddler and he was like, Hannah, what? And so that was really fun. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) So he taught me a lot too. So when did you decide or what prompted you to to leave Hudson and, and come over here to Blue Farm. And why Blue Farm and not Donham? Um, so Blue Farm, to me, I mean, I grew up always being at Donham, and um, my mom was sort of beginning to step away from Donham, and Blue Farm is definitely something that has always been very close to my heart, um, just because of growing up here and... Um, I don't know. This property just means a lot to me. It's a really special little piece of land. And, um, yeah, so basically I was finishing up harvest, and I was kind of moving on. And at first I was thinking maybe I work at another winery or kind of explore other other varietals and other places. But I was already doing work with Blue Farm, and I was helping out with events, and I was going with my mom to different events and doing different marketing things and helping with just a lot of random things around the property that it kind of just made sense. And my mom and I are really close. So I was like, okay, let's just work together already. (laughs) So it was a natural transition. It was. And it really, it really brought you full circle. (laughs) Yeah, fully. I know my mom would have never guessed that I would have wanted to join necessarily. So and considering that you were raised on this property, yeah. um, you know, that kind of brings it completely full circle, too. Yeah. So what do you think makes the Blue Farm wines so special? Mm. Because I do think that they are extra special. Yeah. Um, I think that what makes them really special is the fact that it's we're extremely hands-on. I mean, we're a tiny team. It's my mom makes every decision and runs it by, I mean, we talk about the decisions, but I'm still very much learning. And so, um, I mean, her, she touches everything. And I think just that like attention to detail and that it's not segmented between what happens in the vineyard is separate than what happens in the cellar, which is separate than what happens in marketing and what happens, you know, just across the board. It's not segmented because we are so, I think we're unique in that way that we can be part of everything. And because she really comes from the viticulture side, I do think our wines are really made in the vineyard. And 
you know, we really focus on the fruit more so than manipulating the wines in the cellar. And so, I don't know, Pinot's really transparent. It just kind of, they're thin skins, so you really see what you get. And I think we just get the flavors there with the way we grow it. You're establishing your career. Mm Mm-hmm. Would that be fair to say? Very fair, yes. Okay. <laughs> You've mentioned a few people at Hudson that have yeah. been instrumental in, in your growth. Um, certainly your mother has probably played a huge part. Is there some advice that maybe sticks out or that you could share that you think has really helped you get to this point? Mm, that's a really good question. I think... Advice that I have gotten is to just truly learn from as many people as you possibly can and really listen because so many, I've already met so many people that have offered so much interesting insight on such very, like very specific aspects of farming that I feel really lucky to have been able to just listen to. And I think just showing up for as much as possible and being there as early as possible has been the most important to my education. Like anytime there's an opportunity to just kind of take it and go see what's going on, even if you don't understand it, just to like witness it. And so I think, yeah, just really listening, really listening and picking up. Being a sponge and Mm -hmm. kind of absorbing all that information. Yeah. What, what drives you? What keeps you going every day? Ooh, what keeps me going? Um, Your mom? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big part. Yeah. No, um, I don't know. I'm just like, I love my, I love my day to day. I feel really fortunate that I get to do all of these different things that I truly enjoy doing, um, whether it be walking vineyards or, you know, helping with photography for the bottles and just so many different things. Um, I think just being able to be honestly outside and moving my body a a lot during the day is what kind of gets me moving. And also just that I really believe in what I'm making. And I think that that's really special. Like I stand behind the product and also wanting to keep the farm as healthy as possible. And like we've added more biodiversity to the farm. We farm like organically. Those things are really important to me and um, really just kind of keep me excited. Where are you hoping to take your career with Blue Farm? I see the way that my mom walks a vineyard and goes from meeting to meeting where it's, you know, talking to someone in the vineyard to then going and having more of like, uh, interview style to market, like just so many different things. And I just, I really applaud her like diversity in her day to day. And I think just to really get a really firm grasp on the know-how of farming is really where I want to go in my career is just to like really understand farming on a very deep level and for blue farm i really want to keep blue farm honestly i want to like 
hold on to what we have right now. I think what we have right now is just so special where it's still small and it's still, you know, at the house and it's the farm and it's not so big and we are still kind of this thing you feel like you stumbled upon that's really special that you maybe didn't hear about or you heard about through a friend. I think that's really special. The hidden gem. Yeah. Do you aspire to in your mother's footsteps and um, be the general manager of Blue Farm one day? I think so. I think that's the general trajectory. Um it's funny because my mom always is like, I don't want you to feel a pressure that you have to, but I really do, I really love it, and I really enjoy it, and I think that it would be a really, yeah, I think it would be a good fit. Well, and I think what's fantastic is that you have been, um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, you've been able to do a variety of different things, mm-hmm. so you're, um, you'll know it inside and out. Yeah. Right. Every year I'm learning so much more More. and I just, I think that, yeah, one of my career goals is to just not really stop learning honestly and to not feel like I know it all because I feel like there's just constantly something new that I'm learning. And like this past year I was working partially with crop care, which is like a vineyard consulting company. And I got to see vineyards from Napa Valley all the way through Sonoma into Petaluma. And I got to do that a little bit on the side while I was still working at Blue Farm. And just even that, like, I see a vineyard completely differently now. And so tell us about that. How do you you see it? Just where I know what to look for. I think I used to kind of look and just see, you know, I mean, of course you can tell if the leaves look healthy or if the canopy looks like it's strong or if it looks like the rows are even and the vines are, you know, like how it was placed and... And why it was placed that way. Why it was placed that way. And now I look for, like, I look for different um, viruses more. I'm more aware of... Oh, there's some leaf stippling now. Oh, yeah, you can see that that's happening here. And it's just, you see it, oh, yeah, that has gotten, like, a little bit of damage from wind. Oh, because of it's facing this way. I don't know. I just feel like I already have a better understanding, and I know I'm only scratching the surface because I still have a lot to learn. But, yeah. But you have I to see it somewhere. more of, like, an X, a little bit more X-ray-like. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you have to begin somewhere, and you're just continuing to learn more and more every yeah. day. So getting back to Blue Farm, yeah. as you alluded to, it's this hidden gem, which I would agree. How many cases of wine do you make? So we are about 1,500 cases, and we're very slowly moving to 2,000, and that feels like a very big deal. we just went to the cellar the other day to check on the tanks before we bottle and we saw all of our glass and we were like oh my goodness we can't believe how much we have just even compared to last year so it's exciting focus primarily on chardonnay and pinots if someone wants to try to secure an appointment to come taste yeah which it's not easy how can they attempt to do that they can go onto our website and they can uh, book an appointment through that or 
you know, reserve an appointment, which then Jessica will uh, get back to them about securing a day and time. And yeah, you're going to, you'll hear from Jess. It's pretty much just me, my mom, and Jessica. So <laughs> you'll, you'll hear from one of us, but most likely Jessica. <laughs> Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's talk about your personal life now. So as we talked about earlier, you grew up here in Sonoma. You actually grew up in this house. Is there a a memory that stands out in this house Mm. from growing up that you can share? I mean, my friend, my neighbor up the, well, she lived up the street from me. Her family still lives there. We used to come and we would play hide and go seek in the vineyards a lot. So it was really easy to get lost and also have little fairy gardens and all of the different things and hiding spots here. So that's definitely a fond memory. Hiding in the pepper tree. Anyone who's come here knows the pepper tree. That's where all the tastings are. And that tree is beautiful and old and there's a little nook that you can hide in (laughs) (laughs) is your friend still live up the street she doesn't live there but her family does she but she does live in town okay yeah so where do you live do you live in the town of sonoma i do i live in the town of sonoma okay and if we took a step inside your home what would we see? What is your decorating style? Mm, I would say my mom and my style is fairly aligned. She has a little bit more of an eclectic taste. I think she adds a little bit extra color. But um, my house also is kind of like an old little Victorian farmhouse style. And um, yeah, I would say it's like a nice mix of trying to find antique pieces that then you can kind of mix with more mm, contemporary but yeah finding like all those little treasures so what's a predominant color Ooh, kind of a a green color actually like um hunter green like a sage green sage green yeah Mm -hmm. and there's actually a few different green and then so it kind of then goes into like a slight like turquoise yeah there's like a mix of greens Different greens. The kitchen's very green. (laughs) Okay. When you kick back and relax, what kind of music do you like to put on? Ooh, I listen to a lot of old music, so... um, Name name some of your favorite artists. I, this morning, we were listening to Joan Baez, but I love, who I love, but I love, um, I've actually been also listening to George Harrison a lot recently, and The Grateful Dead. And I love Bob Dylan. Wow, you're diversified. <laughs> <laughs> All 60s, early 70s era would probably be my favorite uh, time. And yeah. why is that? Um, it's funny. My dad, so my dad is a guitarist. He um, was is trained classically. And um, he always, I mean, Be- the Beatles are his absolute favorite band and so I always grew up listening to a lot of different music I mean we would listen to the Traveling Wilburys and Derek and the Dominoes and just like Eric Clapton obviously and um you know like uh, so many different people but um he actually he's maybe wouldn't love me to say this but he doesn't love the Grateful Dead which is I think why then I was like well I'm going to listen to the Grateful Dead. And anyway, I but just your love, love of, that era. your love of music probably comes from him. Yeah, fully. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? Um, honestly, beekeeping has kind of become my new hobby. So, I mean, a hobby that is nicely somewhat infused with work. So, um, so you put on the white get up and all, yes, I was in my hazmat suit earlier today (laughs) and I planted a pollinator garden. So gardening, like getting into understanding more plants and specifically pollinator plants and, um, beekeeping has kind of become a new hobby. Yeah. It's amazing. They're so fascinating. I bet it is. Yeah. Uh, But I I think I would be too frightened. (laughs) I know. I get a little scared. I still am a little uh, scared of getting stung, but it's inevitable. (laughs) Just make sure that all the important places are covered, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure over the course of your life, you've traveled to a variety of places. Is there a trip that has great meaning to you that you could share? Mm. My mom and I went to, so my mom's from Germany, and we went back to her hometown, which is like this tiny castle town, and in 2019, and um, while we were there... What's the name of the town? Oberwesel. It's it's between Mainz and Koblenz, and it's this beautiful little castle town, And, um, and a town above is where we actually got to go and taste um, all of these Rieslings. And we actually ended up, so we tasted like 14 Rieslings in the cave, and we ended up bringing two back and from Ratzenberger. And so that was really special. So I chose one and she chose one, and we sent back a palette and offered it to our members. And that was really special. And yeah. Being back in that town and sharing a little piece of her hometown and us doing that together was really special. I bet it was. Yeah. That should become a tradition. I think so. Going back to your home, mm-hmm. when, you know, we're in wine country, other than Blue Farm or maybe Donham, what do you like to drink at home? Mm, wine or other well what are you a wine girl through and through or do you like a cocktail or a beer every now and then I I love wine but you know I also I like beer I like to have a beer I mean I like cocktails too don't get me wrong okay well what's one of your favorite beers um I recently had Orville which was really it's a Belgian beer and that was really delicious and it um I think that might be my new favorite. I haven't found it here. I had it in Europe, so I'm not sure. I'm sure it's around here somewhere. So if anybody finds it somewhere, (laughs) send it to Blue Farm. I noticed she got a tattoo under that arm. Oh, I do. What is that? It is Picasso's sketch of a bull. Ah. And, yeah, so it's kind of... uh, hard to tell from certain angles yes it's very contemporary yeah it's an outline it is it's very subtle in some ways and you must tell the story i am i'm a taurus and i'm a year of i'm the year of the bull or year of the ox my mom is also the year of the ox and my mom and i actually share a tattoo on our wrist that we got when i was studying in berlin and so we got like a tattoo together while i was while we were in germany so that, cause that felt kind of like a point in time and tradition, you know, or like a heritage thing of just being in Germany. And then this one is more, yeah, year of the, year of the ox. 
Do you got a bucket list? Are, are you old enough to have a bucket list? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> What's one or two things on that bucket list? Ooh, what is on my bucket list? I that you can share with us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I really want. I will. Okay, on my bucket list is to do a trek in Nepal. I want to trek up in the Himalayas area. Um, that is on my bucket Why? list. Um, because I love backpacking and camping and hiking. This mm-hmm. seems like very intense, which is why it's more of a bucket list item mm-hmm. versus a something I'm just going to do next year. So I feel like I need to train for it a little bit. Um, but my sister-in-law is from Nepal and she and my brother, they did a trek up there and it just sounded amazing. So I want to okay. go. Yeah. Are you like an extremist? Do you like <laughs> rappel down mountains? Do you um, snowboard? No, I do want to surf. I want to learn how to surf. Okay. That is on the bucket list is learning how to surf. Snowboarding, I'm not really, I'm not as much of actually of a mountain girl as I like the beach more, but I do love hiking up but like snow is not really my, th- that's why I live in California. You right. know, it's a little warmer <laughs> here. I like yes. the weather more. Um, so I wouldn't say I'm an extremist, but, but yeah. Okay. You're a hiker. We'll say surfing and trekking. Those are my, those are my bucket list items. I also know you're a photographer. Oh, right. A little bit. Yeah. I saw some, I saw some images online. (laughs) What's that all about? That's a hidden hobby. That is a hidden hobby. So I actually run uh, our Instagram. So I do all the photography for that. See, so, but she was, she was keeping stuff back. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, you wouldn't know. I don't say that I do that so much, but yeah. So I took photography in high school and, um, I took film and digital photography all through high school. And I was like our yearbook editor. I was really into photography back then. And so I've always really enjoyed it and I really appreciate photography. Yeah, it's a hobby. It's something I enjoy doing. We're going to wrap things up now with five quick questions. Okay. You ready? Okay. Now, these are random and they're extremely lighthearted. Rapid fire. Yeah. Well, we try, but sometimes <laughs> people get long-winded. <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? I drive a Volkswagen Tiguan. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Daphne's. They're, they smell amazing. <laughs> okay. What's one word that best describes you? Mm. Strong. Who's one of your favorite actors? Ooh, one of my favorite actors, Matt Damon. Fantastic. I actor. love him. Yes. And last question. What is one of the best kept secrets in wine country? I love to go up level valley loop it's really beautiful up there and i do a little walk around that loop and you just see deer and all of these different animals that you don't always see and that's one of my hidden secrets of like a good sunset area okay but if in terms of like a restaurant or a place to go i love valley or cafe la haye of course (laughs) okay well there you have it, Hannah. Way 
way too much fun hanging out with you today. Um, you are a delight, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.